his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Mark Reardon Show is sponsored by Gamma Tree Experts. Your trees deserve the best care. Call Gamma Tree Experts. You know, Sue said something, I think it was during the break, that it, it seems like it should be Friday or at least Thursday, and the uh, the entire week got thrown off with all the uh, the snow predictions, which did not come true, of course. I drove in today on Highway 44, and for those of you who are outside of the metro, you must understand, because I, I know that some of you got snow, like down in Farmington and a little south of here. We got nothing, okay? Maybe a couple inches, but by the time the snow total was maybe three inches, an inch and a half had melted, and there was literally nothing on the sides of the roads when I drove in on I-44. So we canceled everything for everyone because of wetness on the road. We're pretty good at doing that here in St. Louis, unfortunately. And now we just got cold weather. So um, we didn't even get really decent snow. We did, however, have the you know the occasion for the kids out there. My daughter did this this morning. She made a snowman, but up. Oh, I'm sorry. Inappropriate. No person. I understand. I made that mistake earlier this afternoon as well. Uh, take, taking a look at Friday, though, we do have the Reardon Roundtable set. Jane Duker will be here. County Councilman Tim Fitch. Rasheen Aldridge also. Jackie DeAngelis from Fox Business tomorrow afternoon. She's the host of the new Big Money Show. She'll be with us tomorrow afternoon here on 97.1 FM Talk. You know, I remember talking about this last year when New York had um, proposed, th- this seems so insane to me, non-citizen voting, that people who are in this country illegally, they're not United States citizens, should have the right to vote. I think it's insanity. It sounds crazy. But the Vermont Supreme Court has just upheld this. Victoria Marshall is with us, staff writer for The Federalist. She wrote about this on The Federalist website. Victoria, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Every time I see a story like this, in, in particular, on something with non-citizens Voting, I think it's the Babylon Bee or, or something like that. It's satire. It can't be real because as an American and someone who is proud of this country, doesn't hate the country like a lot of the young kids do, I think, how is this even possible for people to conceive of it, let alone being constitutional or deemed constitutional, Victoria? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, how I explain it is that it's just another ploy by Democrats to expand their voter base. 
So, you know, they're already trying to lower the voting age to 16. They're already trying to grant felons the right to vote. So basically uh, granting non-citizen residents the right to vote expands their voter base and makes them competitive. I mean, normally these residents, these illegal non-citizen residents will be likely Democratic voters, usually because yes. they're minorities. So they, they like the identity politics of the left, et cetera. But it, for me, it's just a ploy for power by Democrats. Now, in this particular case, in the law, I've, I've learned this the hard way over the years dealing with lawyers uh, from time to time. The law is very, very specific. And you may think that you know what the law says and you may interpret the law in a certain way. But then, you know, a judge comes in and says, nope, that's not what it says. So in this particular case, if I understand correctly, the court in Vermont argued because this was the Vermont Supreme Court, it was not the U.S. Supreme Court. They ruled on this on Friday that non-citizens voting in their state does not violate the Constitution because citizenship requirements only apply to federal elections. That's what they're saying. Yeah, that's what they said. They basically said uh, their state constitution does not require citizenship for voting um, for local or municipal or state elections, only for federal elections, which when I read the state that the state state statute, I did not see that distinction. So. Uh, I, I don't really know how they get away with arguing this, but that's what the Supreme Court held. And these cases were based on things that actually happened, right? In order to, you know, you have to have a situation where someone has to take a case to the court. And in this particular yeah. case, you had a couple of these instances, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. So in, in 2018, the, the, the capital of Vermont, uh, Mont- Montpellier, sorry, it's French, so I don't know if I'm just pronouncing it right. Well, I'm glad they, you they, had to say it and not me, because I think I had to say it when I was in sixth grade. So you did fine with it, Victoria. That's great. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, French is my second language. Um, so they approved non-citizen voting um, in 2018, and then a second city in Vermont in uh, 2020, the city of Winooski, uh, did the same. So the, the, uh, the Vermont legislature um, had to approve changes to those cities uh, charters in order to have these initiatives be legal, essentially. Um, and um, it was appealed by the Republican National Committee in 2021. These changes, obviously, they're arguing this is unconstitutional because a non-citizen resident should not be voting in local uh, elections or state elections because those are privileges of citizenship, um, no matter if they're not voting in federal elections. And um, Supreme Court ruled against the Republican National Committee and said, nope, these non-citizen residents can vote in municipal elections. How, how do you, just out of curiosity, this is probably a stupid question, how would one register as a non-citizen to vote? Don't, don't you need maybe a driver's license? Or I guess some yeah. states give you driver's licenses if you're illegal, right? It's true. I mean, it happened in Colorado. They allow, they give driver's license to uh, non-citizen residents, which is... Um, <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's basically how voter fraud happens. Those people will be able to vote in federal and local elections because they have those state IDs now. I mean, I'm I'm pretty... I mean, Vermont is a lefty state, so I'm sure they give driver's license and all these. Yeah, and you know, I remember back back a long, long time ago, there there was, and this goes back a while, I remember just talking about these kind of things on the radio. And the way that that was always explained to me in a very weak fashion, which I rejected, was, well, we have to do this. If we don't give them driver's licenses, they're still going to be driving out there and they're driving illegally. And this at least gives us a way to track the people out there and, you know, record accidents and stuff. I mean, it's a bunch of nonsense, but that's the way that was sold. Yeah, that, that, that's that's ridiculous. I mean, they're illegal. Therefore, they shouldn't be able to have a state ID. Exactly. Therefore, they shouldn't be able to vote in elections. Those are all privileges of citizenship. And you're diluting, um, you know, the voice of actual American residents, American citizens 
when these non-citizen residents can uh, try and control and have a voice in how the country is run or how Vermont is being run. You you pointed out a couple of states have kind of tried to pass laws or maybe even done so to make sure that this doesn't happen. Yeah, there's a, uh, eight um, eight uh, states in the United States have um, actually introduced and passed constitutional amendments banning non-citizen residents from voting in municipal or local elections. So um, Arizona, North Dakota, Alabama, Colorado, uh, Florida, Ohio, and Louisiana. Ohio and Louisiana are the latest states. Um, I think they just passed initiatives in this past election cycle banning non-citizen voting. So while, while you have a lot of like blue cities and jurisdictions like New York, Boston, Boston, Washington, D.C., pushing this kind of non-citizen voting um, onto their voters. Um, Luckily, we have another reaction from more of the the red areas, even not even red states, pushing against this kind of nonsense. It's just amazing that it's even somehow argued uh, and and seemingly justified. I can't believe a court came in here, but again, because of the law being very specific, maybe they looked at exactly what was on the books in Vermont and said, well, we have no other direction to go. Do you know if that case, is there uh, an appealable case to the Supreme Court on that or not? Um, I don't think so, because that just happened on Friday. I haven't read anything, but it it could be also appealed again. I, I don't know what the RNC is planning on doing at this time. Victoria Marshall with The Federalist. I appreciate it. It's nuts, but, you know, that's where we are in this country right now. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks Thanks so much for having me. Speaking of nuts, I have... Well, we've spoken nuts quite a bit in the last hour during the press. <laughs> yes. There's a bit of a theme here going on this <laughs> afternoon. All right, I have to play this. Every once in a while, these things kind of go nuts. And I, I think this was interesting from a variety of perspectives, so I want to play it. Uh, this is another video that was featured on the Libs of TikTok account. And if you don't follow Libs of TikTok, you don't have to have TikTok. They have a, a Twitter site, so you can huh. follow on Twitter if you want to see some of the videos that they put up here. So this is um, a white chick that... You know, because we're, we're talking a lot about race and, you know, anti-racism. That's the new catchphrase. You can't be, you can't treat people well. You can't go about your life and not be discriminatory anymore. That, that's not good enough. It really isn't. You have to go many, many steps further. And if you don't go that far, well, then you're canceled. So this, this is a young lady that feels, you know, very strongly that, well, we just had this case of reverse racism here, at least the potential of reverse racism in the circuit attorney's office. That's a good real-life example here, okay, for people to think about. You had allegations that Kim Gardner, circuit attorney who doesn't do her job, and other people in her office basically singled out someone and made some comments during a meeting who was white about an employee who was white that then was dismissed. I can't remember all the facts. Don't have them in front of me right now, but there was a meeting. Something happened. There were people that shot back at her, accusing her of privilege because she's white. The next day, she's uh, disciplined, and then eventually she's fired. So now we have a lawsuit about that. So kind of keep that in the back of your head when you hear her. I understand that people want to, you know, play the victim and be like, it's really hard to be white. It's super hard. It's super hard. People are racist towards us, too. What does that mean? I, I don't know that white people are doing that. I think what mm-hmm. we're doing is saying, wait a second, some of these things, there's a double standard. And I'll offer right. another example of that here in a second. Okay. A person of color said they didn't like you because you were white. Okay. That's not racism. What, what is that, then? If somebody who's black, because we're, we, we can only, we're only allowed to talk about people who are black. We can't talk about Asian people. We can't talk about Latinx people. I, I prefer that term, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize. I don't want to trigger you, but that you know that's a comfortable term for me, even though it's completely made up. Uh, we don't talk about Indian people. We're going to talk with Vivek. Mal- we only talk about black. Black people are the only people 
that you can be racist against, right? That, that's basically what, what she's saying. As much as people want to say that racism isn't always systematic, it kind of is, though. Especially in this country, because racism towards people of color has actually prevented them from moving forward. You know why? You know why you can't be racist towards white people? It's because we have generational wealth. So I don't have generational wealth, and I would love some. And yeah, I would I, too. My mom and dad are on vacation right now spending the inheritance. They're on another cruise, they, they've, and good for them, yeah, right? Yeah, that's how it so should I, be. I wish I could have – I know some people have generational wealth, and um, I don't know what she expects them to do with it. My, my, my experience with people who have generational wealth is that they're the most generous people that I've ever met. They're people that give to charities. They're people that you know, get involved in the community. They do things that those of us without generational wealth – can't do and thank god they do them because government can't do all this stuff nor should it so i understand her point there she goes on people can hate me all day long for being white you know and it, it can totally bother you if people don't like you because you're white that's okay but you can't say that's racism because you've never been held back in your life because you are white now she doesn't make the worst point here but again we'll address it and from your photo, I can see that you're probably a woman. If you've ever been held back in your life in any way, it's because you're a woman, not because you are white. K? What do you think about that, K? What do you think about that comment right there? I, I don't know that I disagree with her. That Because, look, the bottom line is that people were discriminated against for housing. And there mm -hmm. was abhorrent examples of racism, mm -hmm. right? But what she fails to do is... Except the progress that we made. Correct. That's right? the problem with most of it. Exactly. One more here. We have never been denied loans, denied housing, denied a job, denied basic human rights because of the color of our skin. That is a valid point. That I'm gonna I'm gonna seed that point. But again, what's the solution? And let's be real. If there is a person of color in front of me, being like, "Yo." hate you because you're white they now that's racist isn't it yeah she just talked yo she just talked like a black person there she can't do that that's racist they don't actually hate me because i'm white they hate the history of this country and they hate the privilege that comes with the color of my skin and how i don't have to work as hard as they do and i feel like that's valid and if you don't i don't give a why don't you have to work as hard as they do? That's fascinating to me. By her standard and her logic, this is always fascinating to me because I don't think it ever gets discussed. Should we automatically, let's use Japanese people as an example, all right? Abhorrent examples of racism towards Japanese people in the aftermath of World War II. Uh, things have kind of been sorted out there, right? Yeah. You know, we've, we've, that's history. That's in the past. Should we treat everyone that we confront from Japan or from Germany. Maybe that's a better example. If you are of German heritage, maybe you're from Germany, you came over here. Well, you're a despicable human being because of the history of your country and the Nazis and what they did to Jewish people. So I'm going to assume that anyone who is German automatically should be held responsible for sins of the past. Anyone who's Japanese should automatically be held responsible for sins of the past. Anyone who's white in this country is absolutely responsible for things that happened 250, 300, 400 years ago. It's right? true. That's essentially what she's saying. Yeah, that is what she's saying. 
And we and, and instead of moving past it to, to past race, past anybody's color or background, we are now focusing on it all over again and not on character. Well, here's what's interesting about that. You know, I never did this uh, this story. Let's see if I can pull it up right now. And this will not come as a surprise to you. Uh, remember, we have these things. All these companies. If you're a public company in particular, I'm guessing that you know private companies do this too. But if you are a publicly traded company, you've got to do all these diversity things, right? You got to do the diversity training. So the lawyers send us all these things. I never do them until the very last minute because they're, for the most part, a bunch of nonsense. And you can't convince me that putting someone, even if someone is racist, let's say you got a a KKK member out there in Odyssey or another company, and they're taking that quiz. You think that anything that happens in that particular topic or tutorial is going to change someone's mind if they're a racist? No, not at all. In fact, it's moving things in the other direction. And there was a study, I think this was even in the New York Times, believe it or not, from a couple of weeks ago that showed, and I've said this ever since Mike Brown, does anyone in St. Louis, raise your hand, if you're driving, be careful, does anyone think that in the aftermath of Mike Brown, in the aftermath of George Floyd, that we are in a better place with race relations in this country than we were seven or eight years ago? Not a chance in hell. It's far, far worse. Now, you ask yourself, what's what's the reason for that? Why are so many white people kind of put back on their heels now. And I don't think we're just saying, you know, woe is me. But we we can't help but notice that there's a quota system in commercials, in movies, in everything, really. And if you don't hit the the marks, if you don't hit, if you don't counteract Chris Stapleton, the white dude singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl with a couple of people of color, well, we're going to have a conversation about that, America, because you are racist and your racism is on display on a daily basis. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We have the uh, the new state treasurer from Missouri, Vivek Malik, coming up. He's on the line. But first, an update. You know, if you, um, I tweeted some of this out a couple of nights ago because Jane sent it to me, Sue. On Monday night, there were all kinds of uh, carjackings. Well, and they think it was an organized group. Yeah, because they all sounded very, very similar. Uh, Gravoy and Chippewa. There was Hampton right by the Bank of America lot. Um, there was one at Kings Highway, one on Bellary Boulevard, South Grand. But now, and they, they do think it was like the same gang, right? Mm-hmm. But and- we have some 
some resolution to some of this? Yeah, they uh, arrested. There was a pursuit this afternoon, and the uh, car they were pursuing wrecked at 20th and Delmar. And uh, we've had uh, Kevin Colleen was actually out there, and he said what they're thinking is they were pursuing them in connection with these recent car thefts, and they arrested three people. Nobody was seriously hurt, but this car was caught on a fence, and the FBI is involved. So they're thinking it they caught the people from that ring, and hopefully that's what happened. Yeah, remember when my when my car was stolen from my driveway? Remember, as a reminder, we were nice enough to leave the keys in the car for yes, the thieves. Yes, very fun. When that officer got in touch with me, I had a cop that reached out from St. Louis City on Instagram because he had heard me talking about it, and he was one of the guys that's sort of on you know the task force right. to, to deal with this. And he he told I talked to him. He said, "Look, you know, it's the same gangs that are doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. They're pretty good at what they." do they know what they're doing so hopefully they've cracked down on this uh sue remember when we were approaching the midterm elections in in my particular senate district uh tracy mcquery was elected but george haruza was one of the candidates it was a great american story right and this is also an amazing american story the new state treasurer appointed by governor parson we had the governor on last week vivek malik is with us tonight he's originally from india he um this is rare he loves America. You don't hear that very much sometimes in some corners. Vivek Malik, how are you? Congratulations on the gig, and welcome to 97.1 FM Talk. Hello, Mark. Good evening. Thank you very much. I was just walking up the hill and was catching my breath when you called, so forgive me if I sound like I'm just trying to breathe. Well, you, you said we want you to make sure that you can breathe and everything. I love the fact that when you um, when you were sworn in, this is the quote that jumps out. I wish I had the audio of this, but we'll just say what you said. You says, I, I owe so much to America and Missouri, and I want to give back, professing uh, love for this country and for this state because of all your achievements, Vivek, right? Well, uh, absolutely. Uh, this country in the last 20 years has given me so much that I cannot be more thankful for. And I think this opportunity uh, to serve the public from this public office and the opportunity uh, to give back is tremendous. Absolutely. We'll, we'll talk about the uh, the role in, in your vision for the state treasurer, but let's find out a little bit more about you. And I apologize because I was really not familiar with you. You're a lawyer, immigration lawyer, I think, in Wildwood. But you came from where in India, and how did that all happen when you came to America? Can you share that with us? Oh, yes, Absolutely. If I might be sounding, I'm talking from the well. I'm in the halls of the capital right now. Sounds so, okay, though. Uh, yeah. I came to this country 20 years ago as an international student to Southeast Missouri in Cape Girardeau to Southeast Missouri State University mm-hmm. and to do my master's in business administration. And uh, I was taken in during that time by Mary Caston, who served as a state rep from Cape Girardeau, and she was my mom and I was sort of her adopted son and that helped shape my ideology and the America that I saw from uh, what she taught me and mentored me. I got to meet great people like Judge Steve Limbaugh, Peter Kinder, uh, who helped shape it further. And from there on, I went to uh, University of Illinois Champaign for my law school and got into practice. I practiced uh, initially in downtown firm of St. Louis, Lashley and Bear for about three and a half years or so before moving on to uh, starting my own practice, which uh, in the last 12 years grew from single solo attorney myself to four attorneys and 23 staff across three different states across the United States. So I was very happy with that, with my professional 
achievement. And then during all this time, I was quite heavily involved with the uh, Republican uh, candidates and the races. And that got me in touch with uh, Senator Mike Parson, who was then senator and now governor oh, right. Mike yeah. Parson. So that's how, uh, and we have been friends since then. And it was a great opportunity. I was very honored when he appointed me to the FEMA Board of Governors. And uh, now this opportunity opened up, and I was asked, and I was very, it was a very humbling experience for me to accept this and uh, serve the Missourians, serve Missourians of, and, and citizens of our country to the best of my ability that I can. And, and uh, from this treasurer's office. Yeah, State Treasurer, the newly appointed State Treasurer, Vivek Malik is with us. He is an attorney from Wildwood. Uh, what, what is your vision then for this particular role? Because obviously um, the coffers, I think, are at stake. One of the roles that the Treasurer has, I think, is to let people know about unclaimed property and things along those lines. So the importance of this particular job and your vision here, Vivek. Absolutely. So unclaimed property is a big uh, division in Treasury office. We have over $1 billion dollars sitting uh, in uh, state treasury of unclaimed property, which I highly encourage people to go and check on showmemoney.com. And they can search for their unclaimed property and also claim it online. That is one. And I would uh, like to announce and also share it with you during the first three days of my tenure here as treasurer, we uh, returned $1.7 million to Missourians and uh, that has been a record. Uh, the record before that has been $1 million in the first nine days. Of, uh, that was done by Scott, and I am uh, proud and glad to say that we broke that record. And that you're talking about Scott Fitzpatrick, the previous treasurer, but you're talking that was all from unclaimed property? That was all wow. from unclaimed property, yes. That, that's incredible. All right, so one of the things that happened here also that I find fascinating is that in, um, in India, and I saw some tweets about this, I think I even retweeted, they covered this ceremony. You mentioned Peter Kinder, he was the master of ceremonies. They televised some of this live in, in your homeland, right? That, I got to know that too. It's uh, similar to just like you did. Somebody sent it to me, and I was very glad to see that. Did that surprise you? Well, yes, it was a little surprise, but I am also very happy that somebody's covering that. And I think it is a matter of pride and a moment of joy for everybody back home, too. I want you to kind of go back to um, the the country and, and what the opportunities were, because, you know, obviously I made these comments a few minutes ago in a, in a snarky fashion, but you're aware of where we are with um, woke ideology and people, the survey that came out a couple of weeks ago with people in Gen Z in particular, Vivek, that, that just don't have a love for this country. It's disturbing to me, to many of us who grew up in this country, and we know opportunity that people have. You're a great example of that. Why do you think so many people who were born in this country don't have the same appreciation that you do for America? Well, I'll tell you this, uh, Mark, that uh, my parents grew up on farms. They were born on farms, and they grew up in farm, on farms, and they worked. Uh, and it's not like I'm trying to disparage that farming is anything bad, but if you have small land holding, it can be uh, very tasking and taxing on, on a family. So they have, my, my grandfather had a small farm, probably five, six acres, and to have kids grow up on that farm and work, but they worked very hard and got an education and tried to give us better opportunities through education. I was able to go to college uh, with my parents' help, and they put me through that. And I was all, I'm was i always indebted for that, uh, what they did for me. I lost both of them. Uh, but uh, 
I don't think I would have been able to achieve whatever I achieved in the last 20 years in India. Uh, it's not that I don't have any affinity to India. I do. My, some, my brother and my family still lives in India. But I think uh, the opportunity that this country gives you, if you have a willingness to work hard and get an education, the sky is the limit. Uh, you can decide your destiny. Uh, so I, I think this is one of the... This is what uh, Ronald Reagan said. Uh, this is the shining star on the hill. And I truly believe it. And I think if you have the capacity to work hard and you have made up your mind to get an education, you can work wonders. Yeah, and I think it's the, the hard Aww. work component of that that is unfortunately yes. in a weird way yes. throwing people off because there doesn't seem to be a willingness to do that these days in, in some sectors of demographics in the economy. Well, that's that's pretty much uh, the, the issue is after COVID, handing out these handouts yeah. has made a, a, a big, big impact. And, and I think it is all negative impact that we are seeing. Uh, you take up any sector or any industry, it's we are facing that uh, dilemma. Where have all these workers gone? We do not know where have all these employees gone. I have had hard time recruiting for my office in the treasurer's office recently. And really? I, I do not know how uh, we are going to get over this, but I think uh, the the old United States that we have seen or I have seen, I think it still holds its promise. And I think we need to reintroduce our youth to that promise. And that is what one of my goals is going to be as a treasurer, that I want to promote that promise of America, that if Vivek Malik coming from uh, India Speaking, uh, uh, speaking no fluent English, learning English and working hard and getting an education can make it. You can make it, too. What would you say? I have a, I have a question about assimilation, because clearly you have assimilated. You learned the language. What? Because one of the frustrations, I think, and you're an immigration attorney, so I'm curious about your answer here. One of the frustrations, I think, on the part of a lot of people in this country, and this is deemed racist, you know, if, if you say something like this, they're thinking, and I, I've said this before, I do think that, you know, being a part of the country might be an important aspect of immigrating to the country. Something that you've done, and a lot of people have done successfully, there also seems to be an unwillingness to do that, though, for some people. Oh. Yeah, well, if you have adopted this country as your home, you got to learn the ways and means to not just the new country, and and uh, you'll get some welcome initially, but you got to know the ways and means, and right. you got to learn the English. And uh, I did that. I was not fluent. Uh, uh, English was a foreign language to me. I started learning English when I was in sixth grade from ABCD. So for me to get to a point where people say you don't even have an accent anymore. Uh, I think that is a, a compliment that, that I take. But but I think if you want to be successful, you need to learn English. Uh, you need to become a citizen of this country, participate in the government. That is one of the key things that I took during my citizenship test. How do you participate in government? And one was you vote, uh, you, make, uh, you have an opinion, you share it with your representatives, or you run for an election uh, or, or, or a state office. Uh, or any office for that matter. So if you want to be part of this country, if you want to uh, make this country as your home and for your kids to succeed, uh, you got to have a rule book to play with. And that rule book is you, once you're here, you work hard, you get an education, learn English, you part of, be part of the mainstream. Vivek, what's a tougher gig? The state treasurer's office that you now have or being a father to one daughter about to turn 13, a son who's 10, and a five-year-old. That sounds tougher to me. Yes, that is tough. 
<laughs> that is very tough. And uh, I'm trying to juggle between two. I'm trying to see what is the best combination that I can have, uh, that I can I can do justice to both, and and keep that balance. Uh, I always have to kind of still uh, give some incentive to my kids when I am there on Friday to take them out so that they don't uh, miss me that much or at least pretend that they don't miss me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretend that. Well, that's awesome. Well, congratulations on the appointment. Governor Parson last week spoke very highly of you. And just to confirm, because I think I heard this, you are a declared candidate because this is an appointment. So the term is only until 2024. Are you going to run for um, for this particular seat? Or position? I want I want to provide stability to this office, and that is the uh, that is my uh, goal. And we will definitely fulfill it. I will be a candidate running for twenty twenty four. But Republicans are office. so wait. Republicans are so racist. How would they vote for a person of color in Missouri, Vivek? Right? I think we have gone past, and I think it's Americans. Uh, uh, the promise that I am going to talk about, and I. If, if if I am not the candidate that they cannot vote for, then I do not know who they will be. Because if they do not support the American dream, if they if, if the Missourians oh, don't right. the American promise, what other thing that we have to vote for? Absolutely, Vivek Malik. Thank you so much for coming on here. Congratulations again. We'd love to hook up with you if anything goes on in the treasurer's office. Please get in touch and um, again have luck. Good luck with the job and with those kids. That's what I'd say. Thank you very much, Mark. Uh, But uh, before I go off, if you have a minute, I would like to still say, because you asked me the question, I think I did not answer that, what I would be doing as a treasurer. So my my tenure will uh, revolve around three Ps. The first is to protect our taxpayers' money in Missouri and get the best rate of return for them. And second P is to promote the opportunities through the programs run by the treasurer's office. And third is what we just discussed, promote the promise of America. You got it in. Vivek, I appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. 
Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, Sue, can you guide me through? Am I going to be able to get home tonight with all this snow? You think I'll make it to Fenton? Because, yeah, wow. Yeah. It's been a real a, rough traffic been, day. It has been. But Why did they cancel school for the rest of the week? They should just cancel for the rest of the week. Are we still waiting on word from the school districts tonight? I think not. <laughs> yes, I, I really joke. think not. It is a joke. All right, let me go through some audio here. I have audio cut of the day, but I always like to kind of visit some of the things I haven't visited. Like uh, Joe Scarborough and uh, Mika. Aren't they a couple? They're a couple, aren't I they? I believe so. They're a romantic couple talking about COVID. Hello, Joe. It's interesting. I, I had not gotten my COVID uh, booster. Mm-hmm. Um, Which one? The fourth. The fourth. Yeah. Because, you know, we went to London, then got COVID. COVID, yeah. Got COVID. Okay, he gets COVID in London. The reason, look, he gets his ass kicked. Listen. Completely knocked down for a while. Yes, you did. Uh, yeah. Months. Exactly. Well, I wouldn't say months. You were knocked down for months. Months? Yes. I wouldn't say mine. No, it was a long time. <laughs> so anyway. We- now, now like, like, Mika's kind of joking there, but it was, a, it was a harsh case of COVID, right? Joe has convinced himself that had he only got the fourth booster, that that would not have happened. That's the mindset that we're dealing with right now. And then there's Kathy Hochul in New York. I played this earlier, but this is crazy. They can't find enough health care workers in New York. I don't think the answer is to make, have someone who comes in who's sick be exposed to someone who can give them the coronavirus, give them COVID-19. I don't know that that's the right answer. Is she that dumb? Apparently she's that dumb because she doesn't realize this has been well established. It's science, Kathy. Governor Hochul, if you're vaccinated, I'm vaccinated and double boosted because I was told that's what I needed to do. If you are vaxxed and boosted, you can still give COVID to somebody else. So your reasoning and why that's not even challenged, why reporters wouldn't say, hey, Governor Hochul, you know, that whole thing is not true. You can still get COVID. You should know that. It's unbelievable. I'm pretty sure it's not. So we're exploring our options. But I think everybody who goes into a healthcare facility or a nursing home should have the assurance and their family members should know that we have taken all steps to protect the public health. And that includes making sure those who come in contact with them at their time of most vulnerability, when they are sick or elderly, will not pass on the virus. We lost 34 New Yorkers yesterday. Okay, so they won't pass. She just guaranteed people they will not pass on the virus if they're vaccinated. We know that, according to Kathy Hochul. You know who's been vindicated on a lot of things right now? I think a lot of athletes have been, but Aaron Rodgers in particular. There's heroes and villains in, in sports and entertainment. And I think because of my stance on COVID uh, and maybe some other things. I've been cast as the villain, especially the last few years. This culture, this woke culture wants to be offended by everything. You just go online and find something you don't agree with. I'm offended. How could you possibly say that? I don't really care. I don't care who it's coming from or who said it. Yeah, that's uh, Aaron Rodgers, Packers quarterback on the Pat McAfee show. He does that every week. I want to play this because I think this is a good idea. Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida. I think to myself, why are these kids on their phones during class all the time? I mean, I think a school district would be totally within their rights to say, you know what, leave your phone in some cubby. And then if you get it at recess and you want to text people, fine. But they should not be always on their phones uh, being distracted from the lessons. You couldn't have a flipping phone for the Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock show at Enterprise Center. Why couldn't you implement, you know, we got billions of dollars out there, right? The government's sending money and printing money like it's going out of style. Let's 
let's take some of that money and buy some of those bags. And then when kids come to school, I, I would fully support. Now, the parents, especially the wimpy parents, of which there are a lot, well, I need to get in touch with my, with my son or daughter. You know what? We all managed back in the day. You managed, Mom and Dad, and it was fine. And you know what? The school has a phone line. They probably have a hard line where they can call you if something happens. I would 100% support a ban of cell phones in schools. I understand that. I'm wondering if some of their argument would be, what if there's a school shooting? Right. But I'm just when saying, has that ever changed anything? It, you know, I, I'm not sure that it has. I'm just thinking that that would be a concern. Well, I say, you know what? The teachers have uh, phones. True. That's what I would do with that, because I think a lot of the problem, the distractions that happen would be solved if you didn't have phones. And now I know that, you, you know, I think that different schools have different uh, rules. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're really supposed to pull them out in class, but you know the kids do. Stand by. Playback ready. Now, the audio cut of the day. All right, I'm going to play Kevin McCarthy again because I love the way that he handled reporters' questions when he was asked about Eric Swalwell and others. He took shifty shift, Adam Schiff, off the Intelligence Committee for good reason, but people were wondering, you know, you got this George Santos guy in New York. Why is he not booted out of Congress? Is, is Santos on the Intel Committee? Am I allowing shift? Am I allowing shift to be on other committees? Go right ahead. Thank you. Because you have direct power over who goes on the intelligence committee, you also will be able to raise for your full house, taking off other Democrats, perhaps Representative Omar. It's a little hard to hear. She's talking about how he's taking some Democrats off other committees, and she's trying to draw a comparison that he's got a double standard here, which he does not. Not a factor. Well, let me be very. He's got elected by his district. So, okay, let, let me be very clear and respectful to you. You ask me a question. When I answer it, it's the answer to your question. You don't get to determine whether I answer your question or not, okay? In all respect. So I don't know who the reporter was. She's upset that Santos, who's an idiot, I hope he goes away. He's just a bonehead and he lied about a bunch of things. But he's, he's making the case, Ken McCarthy's making the case that... I'm putting him on other committees because he's an elected member of Congress. He would have to resign or there's another election in a couple of years. He can't just boot him out of Congress. But he makes the point that if we're just going to base our committee assignments and whether someone should serve on any committee based on lying, we better look a little deeper. You just raised a question. I'm going to be very clear with you. The Intel Committee is different. You know why? Because what happens in the Intel Committee, you don't know. What happens in the Intel Committee, although the secrets are going on in the world, other members of Congress don't know. What did Adam Schiff do as the chairman of the Intel Committee? What Adam Schiff did, use his power as a chairman and lie to the American public. Even the inspector general said it. When Devin Nunes put out a memo, he said it was false. When we had a laptop, he used it before an election to be politics and say that it was false and said it was the Russians. When he knew different, when he knew the Intel, if you talk to um, John Radcliffe, DNI, he came out ahead of time and says there's no intel to prove that, and he used his position as chairman, knowing he has information the rest of America does not, and lied to the American public. McCarthy really laid it down with the reporters. did a great job on Swalwell as well. That is your audio cut of the day. Have a great night. We'll talk tomorrow at 3. Get more at 971talk.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. 
Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.